Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, on the clock, football talk. This is JT of Draft 412, uh, the umbrella of Draft Nation. We're doing a uh, podcast here on the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got a special guest. Uh, this guy's all over the place. If you're locally in uh, in the sports world and on podcasts, Bubba Brewer, um, of all the podcasts I've listened to Steeler-wise, you're my favorite, the Triple B, oh. uh, the big podcast. I know you're changing the name now. I uh, let the people know how to get a hold of you and where to, where to catch your podcast. And if you guys want to see, it ain't just a couple of Yinzers spewing about what's wrong with the Steelers, blah, blah, blah. It's guys that are getting you know, a lot of heart and soul involved in these conversations, and I love it, man. So explain explain to everybody where to get a hold of you. Well, I, I am very honored, and, and thank you for that introduction. Um, everybody can get a hold of me. I, I am the host of the Triple B Experience on YouTube on Facebook and on Spotify. I do the new show that I do starting last night. I had special guest Ralph Williams and I do get guests on when I can. Um, it's called the, the black and gold dynasty podcast show. I took the triple B out of it to shorten it. And uh, I've been doing it for many, many years with different names. Uh, I'm a diehard Steeler fan. Like I have to maintain my Sundays and schedule it accordingly because of my job. I already got it in the planner. Um, and, uh, I might be the typical Yunzer when we lose, I feel bad for a week. So that's probably, uh, you know, but this year has been a roller coaster ride for everybody in Steeler nation. So true on that. Yeah. Especially the, the fact about being a, a roller coaster ride. Um, I don't consider you a Yinzer though. You, you might be a guy that gets hurt a week at, <laughs> I, I think you're, I think you're an honest guy that will tell us what you feel. So I, I went through a lot of, um, of I course you go be. through, when you get through social media, you go through a lot, a lot of just off the wall sealer fans that, mm-hmm. you know, they want to, they want to blow everything up and start over. Where do you, where are you at on where the Steelers should go next? And what I mean by that is where are you at with Mike Tomlin? Um, where are you at with, um, well, Kenny you're coming Pickett. with the you're coming with the hard questions early. I see. Yeah, go Tomlin and go Pickett. Like right okay. now, what do you what do you want to see out of Tomlin and Pickett within the next year? Well, with Tomlin, there he's he's not going anywhere. As much as people want him to leave, he's not going to leave. JP, he just needs to bring in an offensive coordinator, a young minded offensive coordinator, and let him coach. Um, because realistically, everybody, his coaching tree is not very very good at all at all and that's not good um and i want to see a i don't care about the the regular season wins doesn't mean anything because if you're into coaching anywhere you you want to win a championship that's what everybody wants to do i'm sure dan marino would like to have a ring on his finger 
you know, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I don't, I just think he needs to, instead of being uh, maybe a player's coach, but he, he's going to be, you know, 17 seasons, non, non losing. I mean, that's great. That's a great accomplishment. He's going to go into the hall of fame, but as anything, sometimes it gets a little bit stale, mm-hmm. you know, and I would like to see, like, we have to worry this weekend, just worrying to if we can win, do we get in again? And and that is the trend in the last couple of years, and that's a trend I don't like. Here's the other thing: as a Steeler fans, I'm, I consider myself I'm I'm 50, never left Pittsburgh, so I've been a diehard from day one with the Steelers <laughs> as well. Um, right. Do you, as a fan, I'm able to separate the fact that like when they. When they started the season, I knew they weren't that good. I could tell they weren't that good. Even when they were they were winning games, they were winning games they shouldn't have. They were they were in every game, but they weren't a good team. If you follow what I'm saying, I knew I that, know what you're saying. I know that I, at this point, at that early in the season, I thought four and thirteen sounded better to me than nine and eight missing the playoffs. Because the fact is you're gonna get a you're gonna get a little prize at the end of the rainbow, mm-hmm. at least gonna draft higher. Um, do you think that's part of the problem with the Steelers is um, I'm not gonna say they need a year to blow it up, but every once in a while, a team needs a, a bad year to shuffle things up and and just just to blow it up a little bit. I mean, we have we haven't done that as an organization for a long time. And it has been a long time, but see, I I must have been drinking a Kool Aid because in in the uh, preseason, uh, that first team offense was going down there and scoring quickly, and they looked oh, I so agree good. With that. They I looked so good, mm-hmm. and then. You know what? The wheels fell off in that first game when the 49ers come in and just busted us in the mouth. And it just deflated everything that I was going to. Because I picked them 12, 12 and 5, crazy as it sounds. I said 11 um, and 6. So, I mean, I wasn't and that, you know, we, I never thought in our, our wildest dreams that uh, three rookie coaches would beat Tomlin in a year. I No. Uh, that's that's back not to good. Back, back to back two and tens. I'll never get that that's, out of my mind. I'll never get that out of my my head, JT, because I hate the New England Patriots, and I wanted to win against, uh, you know, Bill in the worst way, and it just didn't happen. Definitely. I mean, they, you know? they, and then to come back the following week and just um, lay an egg against Arizona, it was um, it just was it was just a bad a bad run of games, and it's been a bad. It's just been a. It's not a really a good team. I mean, do you honestly think if they they sneak out this win, they win this week, they they sneak in with some of the stuff that needs to happen. Do well, you really think they have a chance to? As crazy as it sounds, the way the AFC is, it's the weakest it's been in. Oh, I can't, I can't remember when. Like the the Chiefs to me is not the Chiefs of even a year ago or two years ago. Not at all. Um, at the all. Dolphins just got blown out by the Ravens, and I don't think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. Um, I know they're going to be setting people and Lamar, you know, doesn't play good against the Steelers, but the AFC is weak. So if we get a chance, everything is taking just a chance to get in and you just never know. Um, but also too, if Mason Rudolph leads us to victory down in Baltimore and we do get into the playoffs, do you go with the hot hand of Mason Rudolph or do you start Kenny Pickett? I, uh, I was, that was, that was the next part of my question with yeah. you is, is it, it? There is a chance that Mason Rudolph is legit. I mean, there's he he didn't do. People want to say his rookie season was a, t- a total wash, but it really wasn't. He got he got hurt um, a couple times that season. Except, except oh. the, the helmet. Well, that game that game he got knocked out. I was there, and I mean they stretchered him out. Like that's what I know. mean. So this kid this kid went through a lot more of. Um, 
what tribulation that Kenny Pickett had to really go mm-hmm. through early in his career. And I, he, then he basically just got the carpet um, swept out from under his feet. Where he, I don't know what the problem was, but this kid didn't get didn't get a fair shake until until the fans were basically begging Tomlin to take Trubisky out of that game. And now he comes in, and where's the where's the questions being answered on this? Like where did they didn't see this in practice. Like they had to see it. They had to see it. They had to. How do you and, not see a guy? I mean, Trubisky was struggling so mightily, mightily. How do you not know what you have in the third right behind them? But also, too, JT, they did that with the last couple of Steelers that left the organizations now. Like when you leave the Pittsburgh Steelers now, you go on a team and you're actually playing, you know, above where you're at with Pittsburgh. Like yeah, it, I've never, and- yeah, I've never seen that back, back in our day. When you well, left the Pittsburgh Steelers, you, you could count them on your right hand. You, yep. unless you're Rod Woodson or maybe yep. Chad Brown, you weren't you weren't making a, a big career. You were pretty much okay. Yeah, they you know, were right on Chad- top of. They they knew right when to get rid of guys. It seemed like back in the day, like it, they got rid of a guy, and you might question it. Then you'd see him play a couple games on another team and be like, ah, good move. That was a good move. But now I, I agree with you. You're seeing like the Spillanes. You're seeing um the cornerback um. Um, well, what's his name? Hill. We knew Hill. Oh, uh, Witherspoon. Akilah yeah, Witherspoon. Akilah Witherspoon. Um, Mike Hilton's a beast. I yeah, got he's it. great. They, they should have gave him a little bit more money and kept oh, him, and then we would be we'd have been better off. Like, mm-hmm. like with as a, Kenny. As a, I, I agree. As a guy that follows the drafts and stuff, Mike Hilton and what he does for a secondary is 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 it's an amazing thing. What he could do, he could play anywhere, line up as a nickelback, play corner, play a little bit of safety. He could do anything for you and hits hard. That was a that was a, a rough move to give him up. I don't know what the that money ended loss. up being. That was a big loss. Wanted, but big loss. Big, big loss. Big loss. And and the thing is with with Kenny, like when we we I did a draft show and when we drafted him, I was very angry because I wanted I wanted a nose tackle Jordan Davis from Georgia. Yep. That's who I wanted. I wanted a nose tackle. I'd figured we would go in with Trubitsky. You know, that was before Dwayne had his, you know, tragic situation and Mason Rudolph going with three and that'd be it, you know, to get us over the hump because I believe the next class had better quarterbacks or something like that. But I wasn't happy with the Kenny Pickett uh, draft at at first. Um, I don't think he's going to be the second coming of Dan Marino. That was the biggest blunder in Steeler history in my eyes. And if uh, they would have drafted him, we'd already be 10 or 11 Super Bowls, you know, we'd have to have another uh, trophy case. I believe that to this day. And as crazy as it sounds, because, you know, we had a great, uh, we had a good team in the 80s. We just needed a quarterback. We had a running game and stuff. And defense was so-so and, and kept you in games. And we just didn't have a quarterback in the 80s. So That, that is, that, that's definitely true. The fact that um, what you're saying, it, it just goes, it goes to show. I mean, we had, we had teams in the 80s. Do you think by any chance that the Rooney, this ain't the guy that passed on Dan Marino, of course. He was a younger kid at the time. But do you think the whole persona of that draft pick made its way through to the ears of Rooney and he didn't want to make this mistake twice in Steeler history? Do you think that had any play I, in it? I, I think it might have. Uh, they, they knew what they had because they see him every day in the pit facility, in the Steeler facility. Um, I just think out of all three, the strong arms is Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph just seems like that game against Seattle. It just seemed like he had a touch. Um, you know, uh, Pickens was catching balls, and it was it was a different mystique on the Steelers' offense than we've had all year. You know, uh, Kenny must get 
flustered in the pocket and he runs out and he doesn't see everybody open. There's people open. I mean, people have told me, hey, Bubba, yeah. there's people open. He's just not throwing it to them. I've heard the same thing. People with games that could see the, um, from up top, they're saying, you know, Fryermuth is running down the middle wide open. He's just not Fryermuth. What? Where? <laughs> he he should be the next Travis Kelsey. And yes, he's he should. got. He's got maybe 175 yards or 200 yards all season. That's totally ridiculous in this offense. And that's Matt Canada's biggest fault there, I'm sure. And thank God he's no longer uh, anything with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that was just diabolical. But also, JT, these offensive coordinators are at discount prices. And when you get discount prices, this is the situations that you get. Well, you agree with me, and I think um, the the draft 412 philosophy with the Steelers situation right now is that we need to go – outside the organization there's no we need to go just get somebody from scratch that we don't that has nothing to do with the organization he's on the next player ex-coach he's just well except except for one like we talked about before Byron one person Lester. no i don't not even him the person that they can get that has the pittsburgh steelers way and was an ex-stealer was putting heinz ward as the wide receiver coach no, I like that would that. be the I, only that would be the only thing i i would want uh, because it would it would teach these younger guys, especially you know George. This is how you maintain you know your your thoughts on the field, and you got to block at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, and Hines was great at that. And he should be in a Hall of Fame. I, I I agree with that. And James Harrison should be eventually. Both of them should be. That's because I'm a Steeler fan, and you know I like to see that because they did so much for the organization. But that would be the only coach outside that has any type of uh, connection with the Steelers. Leftwich, I, I don't even want Leftwich because Leftwich down in Tampa, it was more Tom Brady doing that than, yeah, than Leftwich in my eyes. Calling the plays. And here, the other point that I like about the Heinz Ward that you, you sort of touched on was most coaches underneath Mike Tomlin aren't going to have that voice or they're, they're going to be afraid to talk outside the box kind of thing. Where Heinz Ward, I think, would be given more of a, a lenient, like you know, this. hey, this is your, yeah, these are your guys. Yep. Get them in shape, and, and Tomlin wouldn't have to worry about it. I, I I do agree. I think Tomlin is a good coach. I do. I think this the seventeen year thing. I don't care who you are, what you say. That's hard to do. You can't. It's, it's you got to give him his props for that. Yeah. So he's a do. good coach. People that yeah. say he's a bad coach, he's horrible. Blah blah blah. It's just they're not thinking. They're just let's just get rid of it's this just, guy. Right. And I get. I get angry. the play. I get the playoff talk. I get all that. But the one thing about Tomlin that I'm learning more and more as the years go on, and you've always heard it, but now you're seeing it more is the player's coach aspect. I don't think he has the control that he can grab a George Pickens and say, what, what, what are you doing? Because they're right. buddy-buddy kind of. And I, I think that's where you need a Heinz Ward. And they're just well, like, the, the only time that, that Tomlin and, and that I give him props was the handling of Antonio Brown during Antonio Brown's playing days at Pittsburgh. I, he, did. He, ha- he did a great job handling Antonio Brown because no other coach could. So you never I heard about him. I mean, he was the quietest. He's. I mean, honestly, I was when this when his story started breaking up, breaking out. I was like, I, this guy wasn't like this in Pittsburgh. Then I then he hears stories like, yeah, he was, but you know, he just didn't. They just never. Didn't. Well, they just did that probably in the seventies too, and social media and all that stuff probably you know didn't oh, uh, just... wasn't as fluent as it is now. You know, so there is old hey, Bubba. Do you remember when? And I always bring this up, and people are like, oh, I sort of do. Do you remember in the eighties? When um, Mario Lemieux, um, I'm going to get the names right here. Dan Quinn, Mario Lemieux, and I believe it was Kevin Stevens or another. It was another player. But they got supposedly Dan Quinn raped the girl in a in a oh. and Lemieux was supposedly on the scene. It literally hit the newspaper, 
and literally that was it. The next that day, was it. you never on, heard it. No social media on it. Well, 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 JT, I, I, I live in Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Yager was 19 years old going uptown to the bars at 19 <laughs> and getting served. And, and, and I got an argument. I just posted on my social media because somebody put a, a picture of Bobby Brister. You know, Bobby Brister, the night before he played against, uh, maybe it was maybe a playoff game or something, he was up at Kangaroos. And I told him, I'm like, hey, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be, uh, it was a game. I don't know if it was a playoff game. I can't remember it was such a long time ago. But I'm like, hey, shouldn't you be home or in the hotel or something? You shouldn't be out, you know, the night before a game out partying. And I, I and, and Bobby Brister was not a small man. No, he was a big dude. He was like yeah. six foot six one, but he was he was a big like just he was, he was a big awesome dude. dude, big dude. Yeah. And that, but see, it, things are different now. It's definitely different now, and that's why I wanted to get your opinion on it. So you're basically saying, you know, Tomlin's going to stay, so it's not worth really. Um, it's not yeah, really Tomlin. Worth no, it. people are like, ah, oh, you know, I I see it, but also too, I I'm not happy with where we're at, but also too, they're like, who can you get, Bubba? We need somebody younger that has an offense we we need to be more offensive oriented now because defense doesn't win championships nowadays it ain't like the 70s you know it ain't like the you know it ain't like the chicago bears defense it's it's defenses that keep everybody in the game like i i just want to see tj watt win a playoff game like poor cam hayward oh my yeah. god i mean i don't i think he's going to retire due to the fact that this roller coaster ride he's going to be 35 and it's a shame because he's one of the great defensive uh players you know in this last decade and a half and he's not going to be they they had their mark when they played against the new england patriots and they didn't show up and they got smoked up there and it just was the achilles heel was facing the patriots going to an afc champ. they were they stopped us from going to super bowls well they did i mean that's that to the day to the day i die the patriots i don't care if they go one and 16 the next I hate five them. years just don't, i, I don't care soon. I, I, I haven't felt good when we – I mean, when, it, when they were coming up 21 nothing in the first quarter and a half that Thursday night game, I mean, it was like – it was Pearl Harbor. Oh, it was horrible. I, I mean, mean, honestly, they, it was they terrible. actually – the more I think about it, I actually think I despise the Patriots more than I despise the Ravens. I just think I got to that point in my life where – I've seen two AFC championship losses to the Patriots. And I can't go to again because I bring mystique and it's not good juju. So <laughs> I, I do not like the New England Patriots. But right there behind them – is the Ravens and and honestly, JT, it's every other team that plays the Steelers. I don't have a this this hate for. And I just love the Steelers and whoever mm -hmm. they play. I don't like them. Okay, I I don't hate the Buffalo Bills, but when they play Pittsburgh, it's I'm taking Pittsburgh. You know, here's, here's a good here's a good point for. Uh, I'm, I'm a, we do all four sports here for uh, draft four one two. So I'm, I'm a big Pirate fan. I've I love the Pirates too, and God, I wish somebody would come in and off the nutting and. I want to get to see us uh, go for a uh, championship and go into the World Series before no, I die. I, would be great. I hear you, but here, here's my thing with the Pirates. You see this a lot. You don't see the Steelers fans. Even the Steelers were going to go. They go five and twelve. Say the next three years. They don't. They miss the playoffs tomorrow or Sunday. They go five and twelve the next three years. There's going to be people that put them down and says I'm done with them. Blah blah blah. But they're not going to be done with them. That's no. the way the, where no. the Pirates. I mean, I've dealt this with the next last twenty years. Like guys, like oh, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan now. Blah blah blah, this and that. And, and and my only thing I say to people is, and they get mad at me, but I go, "You're not a true fan." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "If you're a true fan, you got to get them when they're good and when when they're bad." I'm like, "Do I like Bob Money? I do not like Bob Money. Do I like the right. signings we make? Not all the time. I don't. This year, but we've done a little bit better, but still, it's not. I mean, you can't compare 
the Pirates to the Dodgers. And I try to tell people, if oh you're God, a no. diehard Pirate fan growing up, and you're my age now, and just to give mm-hmm. up on them is just, I think it's sacrilegious. I, I mean, not, that's just the way I feel about teams. Like, um, my son's a little bit younger. He's 20, 40. He walks around with Dodgers stuff on, and I'm just like, they, oh, but they know. just don't know because that's they're going with. They don't see the the travesties. I remember when Sid Bream came around third, and and uh, you know oh. in Atlanta. I mean, that was devastating, devastating. That was probably the most devastating thing I've ever saw in Pittsburgh sports history, besides Neil O'Donnell fourth and two because I was going to the Super Bowl. My grandfather had tickets, and I didn't want to go after that. That's the Chargers facing the 49ers. That was the most devastating defeat I, uh, as a Steeler fan, uh, besides. Besides, besides, um, people dying in my family, that may be the worst moment of my life outside of that. I like, honestly, God, I remember how pumped I was. Sid Bream, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, bringing in Stan Belinda. I was like, this mm-hmm. is gonna be it. We got one more out. I'm like, we're gonna, we're doing this, we're doing this. And that feeling, I remember sitting there not saying a word for 20 <laughs> minutes, and my buddies all getting up and walking out of my house, uh-huh. and. I honestly could say, besides death in my family, I think that's the hardest thing that I I had a transition. I was bartending at the local pub here uh, uh, when I was, uh, I think it was nineteen or whatever, and the the whole bar cleared out. The whole bar left. They they all left, and I was sitting there, standing there, just looking at the screen. Because I mean, I've always been a pirate fan all my life. I mean, I've always supported the local Pittsburgh. You know, I like Penn State, Pitt. You know, Mm -hmm. Penguins. You know, I, I might not yeah. know a lot of hockey uh, terminology and a lot, but I still support. I live here. I'm not going to not live here and be. I just don't know how people can live in Western Pennsylvania and be Dallas Cowboy fans. And I know a few of them. And I'm friends with them. And it just boggles and they, my mind. And they, and they grew up here, too, which makes it. I know exactly what Terrible. you mean. I, I have a lot of them. I have a lot of them friends. But to get back to the one point we were making, if, if Pickett, if, if Mason Rudolph comes out Sunday and throws for 300 yards, we beat the Ravens. We sneak into the playoffs. Play him. You got to play the hot hand. You have to play him. Okay, more than play him though. Off season comes up. He's gonna be. A, he's a. He's a. He's a free agent. You sign him. You you cut Mitch Trubisky. You you, you got to sign Mitch, him. To, you you got to sign, sign him. him. You about to sign him the pretty big money at this point because look at. I don't know if the NFL is settled down a little bit, but Matt Flynn had one game, uh, before he left Green Bay. He threw for I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Contract. What if somebody offers them Buku money? What do the Steelers do then? I'm not talking like well, like, if someone and they could be, be Mahomes money by no means. But it's well, be- if someone offered well, you know Pittsburgh's not. If someone offered him Mason a huge contract, say they offered him, I don't know, uh, three year, forty five million. Yeah, F- Pittsburgh ain't gonna do no. Pittsburgh ain't gonna do that. He's gone. And do you think Mason Rudolph has any once once he gets his name out there and has a chance to? possibly leave an organization that gave up on him for the most part but do you think he would have i would think that he would not be looking at pittsburgh to be a place he'd want to come back to i'm just being honest but maybe he does because every 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 redemption story this is a redemption story in my eyes um because i know big ben didn't give and i heard that through press and whatever big ben didn't give him a lot of stuff when he got drafted ben i heard that ben didn't want to give and i love big ben don't get me wrong i'm a i'm i'm a huge roethlisberger fan okay but he just you know i'm not gonna tell these younger guys coming in taking my job because i'm the man he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't the best team he wasn't he wasn't cousins by no no He wasn't like, hey, guys, uh, here's, you know, look, this is what I'm going to give you, you know, and in that year with, you know, Duck Hodges and him competing, but also, too, it could be coaching that cost Mason a lot of opportunities now. 
Like I was there at the Detroit Lions when we tied Detroit in that one Sunday. Oh, one yeah. Sunday, that game, I was there. It wasn't Mason's fault. Dante fumbled and Fryermuth fumbled. It wasn't Mason's fault. And and Najee Harris ran a touchdown and got called back for holding. So I mean, he he could have won that game. He's got a winning record now. He's right now probably one of the hottest quarterbacks going. Mason Pickett needs to like I, I understand. He, he was – look, I give credit where credit's due. The 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, Kenny Pickett led the Steelers on these drives that were phenomenal. I, I can't I, I can't say nothing more about that, but I don't know if Kenny has the, the tenacity. He had moxie last year. This year he doesn't have any moxie, and he should have been more comfortable in his, in his role this year, and he, he wasn't, and it just didn't flow in our, the, these points. And, but also, too – Canada had a lot to do with it, and we have to get somebody. We should have never had him this year. They should have just cut losses and got somebody, uh, you know, to get this whole year should have been somebody different. But I, uh, you know, I agree. We, I agree with that, too. I think that, honestly, like the um, – We should never got rid of Flores either. <laughs> no, that's another thing. I mean, I, I don't understand what the – um. I don't either. I knew he was – I knew Tomlin was sort of doing him a favor by bringing him into the fold, but I wouldn't yeah, have Yeah, but that. make him defensive coordinator, that. assisting head coach. Yeah, <laughs> there's I nothing mean, wrong with that. No, nah, I mean to be a um to leave here for another um job that's on the same level shocked mm-hmm. me. I thought that he would leave here as a, as a head coach eventually, but um I agree with you. It, it, and being a guy that watches film all day long, watching prospects, and I looked at Pickett throwing a ball. Mason Rudolph throws a better ball than Kenny Pickett. I don't stronger. know if it's just a confidence thing. St- stronger arm. It's stronger and more, just more. Um, what's the word? He. His uh, his decisiveness, his decision making is is crisper. There's no hesitation, no hesitation. Well, that that pass he threw the pickings on that third down, you know, and he stood in the pocket and he lobbed it to George on that third down. That was a big. That was what a, a 25 yard catch or something. Yeah, he, he stayed in the right pocket. The back shoulder. That's. It wouldn't have been Mitch, and it wouldn't have been Kenny. Kenny wouldn't have done that. He would have ran out of the pocket, and it would have been terrible. And that's the other thing I've been impressed with with Mason is. Is he going to run a lot? No, but he does a good job of moving around in the park, pocket to do what he has to do to free up a little spot to throw the ball. And he does a good job of of knowing when to waste the ball, throw it low at the feet, just to not get an uh, um, um, intentional grounding or a, an right. interception. He does. He does. He, he seems very. He seems smarter than what I think people think of him because he never got the opportunity. Yeah, his rookie year. His rookie year be shown into a. I mean. It, it, it was a shitstorm. Let's just put it that way. He was, he was on an offense that was struggling, and um, it was, it was just, it wasn't a much better boat than this year's offense. Being honest, where they ran right. it, and I mean, Doc Hodges came. It was a great story. That was like the Steelers' way of saying that was a Cinderella story, and good, and God bless it for him. But realistically, now the the, the story is now Mason, and also too, he's got a great running game behind him, which actually oh, helped out. And I'm so actually those- gonna. I'm actually going to eat a little bit of crow and say that uh, Najee Harris has improved in the last three, four weeks because I was having my doubts. Um, I still but have you doubts. Weren't the, you weren't the only one, though. There's a lot of people that doubted him as a bust. And I just saw a, a, a stat where he has more yardage than four After or five. contact. And, yeah. In the, in the last three years, he has the most yardage uh, between four running backs. I think McCafferty was one of them, I believe. Yeah, so, he's, in the top. he's had a 1,000 yeah. yards in each of the last um, – It'll be three years in a row. Um, I, I I guess the the fact that I thought was he just 
I can't believe that they say he's broken. He breaks more tackles than the normal because it seems to me that he doesn't hit the ground. He wasn't hitting holes real hard. He wasn't. I still don't know, and I don't know what you think about this. I don't know if he's worth a fifth year, the fifth year rookie option. Maybe we'll have to we'll have to see. We'll have to see um, because this combo between him and Jalen Warren is actually very very good. Um, oh, yeah, you know, and two thousand yards. Yeah, but also too. Um, we need interior. We need a center bad. Oh. Um, Mason Cole cannot do the long snaps and he can't block for Diddley. He's, he's progressively get, gotten worse. Getting since worse. He's come to Pittsburgh. Yes. And I don't, and there's no competition for him. And that, that, uh, you know, that's just terrible. And hopefully, you know, Chooks is done because his contract is huge. They're going to have to do a lot of scaling back some money here for next year. There's a lot of, Stuff they're going to have to cut and do whatever Omar Khan can because Deontay Johnson. What do you think about him? Gone. I I I agree. I, I, agree. I he wasn't worth the eighteen million dollars. Um, you Which know, means a year and receiver. A half to touch him. That means receivers have to be a priority in free agency or to draft them as well because um, you lose. Let's say you do cut Johnson. You got Pickens. You got Allen Robinson's not a bad three or four. I'd rather him be your four than your three. Right. But, but um, you're gonna have to draft one or two. I mean, but also to your second, needs. your second, re- your second leading receiver should be Fryermuth, or number oh, one. I mean, Fryermuth should be added more. That those tight ends should be a little more. But also too, you know, Calvin Austin is just just disappeared. Oh, he's <laughs> so I, I don't know. If, I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know coaching. Uh, you know, he had that great game against the rate, and they never did nothing since. And honestly. With Mason Rudolph having a stronger arm, you'd figure that you know Austin would go on the streaks, you know, and and boom, a big play. I, I mean, I I can't believe I would love to know what the backstory is on Mason Rudolph, just for the fact that we we were, we were struggling so mightily all season long. If this guy was showing anything in practices, which I mean, I I know that they close the practice to the media whenever they're doing plays, and this, you don't get to see really running reps and stuff, but. But they had to know they had something in this guy. I mean, they had. But also, to. too, does Tomlin think he has eggs on his face because he didn't want to do it because you know Kenny Pickett and then he, he you know he put Kenny out there in, a, in that Jets game because they were chanting and now everybody was chanting for Mason because Mitch just uh, you know pooched it you know cost he, he just wasn't good um, in those those games that he we lost he, you know that Colts game we got manhandled defensively which I never thought it would be that bad but it was terrible. And yeah. those games, those three games, those three games, if we had went two and one, we wouldn't have to worry about uh, no, we'd be, Saturday. We'd be, looking at the, we'd be looking at the six bottom. I said, lock at six. Yeah. But if we get in, we could be, if you get in, you never know. That's the thing. When And who wants to face, I mean, who wants to face an unknown Mason Rudolph? Because if Mason beats the Ravens, he should, he should play in a playoff game. And then yeah, they at, would. They could never live that down if they, no. they beat Baltimore, get in the playoffs, play Pickett. He it might be the worst thing for Pickett's career if they do that, and Pickett Pickett uh, shits the bed in the playoffs. So they're, they're going to be in total. It's going to be a total. People in Pittsburgh are going to yeah. give up on. Day and if that JT, if that happens, if Mason beats the Ravens and goes into a playoff and happily by the grace of God wins a playoff game, his numbers just rose up from what you said before. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Teams will give. Like I said, the Mafflin, I always bring up Mafflin, got through for 398 yards or something like that in the last. And he got a big, con- he got a big contract. I remember Seattle, that. Seattle gave him a boatload of money right after that one game. 
never did anything after that. So NFL teams will open up the pocketbooks, mm-hmm. especially a and guy that was, especially a guy that had a little bit of pedigree in college. I mean, him and James Washington, we drafted them both. I was like, yeah, this could be the combination. They were, they were, mm-hmm. they were ridiculous at Oklahoma State. Yeah, he lit, he lit him up. He lit him up, and, and when they played Pitt, he lit him up for oh, like yeah. almost four hundred yards or something. And he, and he's not um, a troubled player. You know what I mean? He's He's a good uh, character uh, in the community too, so you're getting yeah. that too, and that that means a lot of something anymore too. But so mark my the- words, if, if if Mason takes us to the playoff and wins, oh it, it, wow, Kenny Pickett will be just shaking his head, and then Mark Madden can say more stuff than he always does. <laughs> I, I agree that I think that um, I mean you you play this you play this hand till it burns out. I'm saying if you win a playoff game in second round, we say we barely lose we, we played another good game we lost i know we're gonna go further than that you almost got to go in with an open quarterback competition but like i said we're gonna lose him probably in free agencies i don't think yep. the Steelers open the pocketbooks up i don't think they re- nope. uh, and like you made a good point before they're not gonna um they're not gonna say they made a mistake with Pickett, so they have to say they made a mistake mm-hmm. with Pickett. and i'm a Pickett fan i am i'm a big pit fan I'm, i think I, I like the signing i i like the draft pick at the time knowing um that we were going to have to have a quarterback and we weren't going to go after a veteran at that point. And there was, that was a horrible year for quarterbacks. He, he would have been mm-hmm. the only quarterback I would have taken that year. I um, figured, I figured Carolina was going to take him or Washington. I didn't think he was going to mm-hmm. go in the 20th. So, I mean, and, it is what and, it and is. Like we said last year, I mean, and teams are going to go, it's quarterbacks are a whole different breed in the NFL, man. I mean, uh, we're up to like five or six now that are first first round grades. Now this year they started at two or three. Just it'll keep rising. All guys to do at a combine is show something with his arm in it, and boom! You saw last year with Anthony Richardson. The teams want quarterback quarterback so bad, and if Mason Rudolph proves it these next couple of weeks, he's gonna he's gonna get money. He's gonna get mm-hmm. money. He's gonna get big money. I mean, even a team like Minnesota, why not? You know? Yeah, and he got rec- and he got receivers. Oh man. That's what I mean. So, I mean, the Steelers, Steelers are going to have to make some big decisions. And, and Bubba, it's great having you on. And, and it was and an honor. We you, hopefully we get you on in the future, too. We could talk about some of these moves they may make. And I, I like I said, I would love to uh, have Draft 412 help you guys out with the draft. Oh, most, of course. And I got to bring you on my show so we can do the same thing. I got to reciprocate, it. sir. Yeah. Let's do it, man. But, hey, Bubba, thank you. And once again, before you go, sh- tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Well, everybody can get a hold of me on the Triple B Experience on YouTube, Facebook, and on Spotify. I do a lot of stuff, but Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock, I do the Black and Gold Dynasty podcast show where I talk Pittsburgh Steelers. I like it. I'm gonna to, I'll get on that one one day. I like to hear it. No, I'll have you on. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? You, I tell you what, let's do it. Come on next week. I'll bring you on next week, 9 o'clock, brother. I'm, I'm good, man. And like I said, in the future, uh, expect when the Steelers, maybe the season's over, whatever, we reflect. Maybe we'll do a reflection show. Yep. Let's talk about what went right, what went wrong, and then what, what you think the next move should be. And I, I know there's going to be a lot of moves again. It's going to be another busy offseason for this That's theater, good because so. it just makes more podcast material. It definitely does, man. The last couple offseasons have been huge. But, hey, <laughs> uh, Bubba, thank you, and uh, Happy New thank Year. You. Happy New Year, you too. See you out there. And, uh, guys, check out his uh, check out his um, Dynasty, the Dynasty um, podcast. The Black and Gold Dynasty. All worth it. Thank you. See ya. Thank you, guys.